0: Hi, welcome to our study of patterns found in the Gospel of Mark. The opposite of love is not hate, it is apathy. Apathy, a lack of interest, a lack of concern, a lack of enthusiasm for the important things such as word of God. Apathy is that which kills the faith. Apathy is a disease in the church which is killing Christians. That's what Mark chapter 13 is all about. Apathy, it's warning about it. Jesus is teaching the disciples to take heed, to listen to what he's saying, and then if they stay focused, to flee when the, when the time is right, and then mourn for those who perished. And then he finishes it off by giving us the wise response, and that is be on the alert. He's talking to us concerning the judgment day. Key verse in Mark chapter 13. This is what you need to circle. Truly I say to you, this generation will not pass away until these things take place. This generation is referring to the Christians in his presence. He's talking to these people. He's not talking about a Jewish race that hasn't ended yet. He's talking about that period of time. That's what you got to focus in on. So everything prior to verse 30 has happened to that generation. Take heed. He's at the temple, and one of them say, you know, is, is marveling at the temple and all these stones. And he says, do you see these great buildings? Not one stone will be left upon another, which will not be torn down. He's talking about the destruction of Jerusalem in 70 AD when the temple gets destroyed. And then they get him up on the Mount of Olives and say, tell us, when will these things be? What will be the sign when all these things are going to be fulfilled? What things? The things of the destruction of the temple. That's what the chapter is about. So what does he do? Take heed, bleppo. Pay attention to, he uses this word four other times, three other times in this chapter. Pay attention to what I'm about to teach you, not the events, too many people today are so into the events. It doesn't apply to us. It was for back then. He goes on to talk about wars, rumors of wars, earthquakes, famines, delivered, flogged, killed, betrayed. These are nothing to focus on. What do you need to focus on? Verse 10, the gospel must first be preached to all the nations. You've got to ignore those physical things. you got to ignore people might even kill you you got to focus on the gospel has to be preached they focused and they accomplished what they were told to do colossians 1:23 the gospel which you have heard which was proclaimed in all creation under heaven they succeeded in what jesus called them to accomplish because they were paying attention you'll be hated by all because of my name but the one who endures to the end he will be saved well Guess what? These guys, to the end of their lives, continued to stay focused, which the time frame of Acts was 33 to 63. The the sign of the times is going to be uh, in 66 AD when he's telling them that they need to flee. What will be the sign? Verse 14. When you see the abomination of desolation standing where it should not be, let the reader understand then that those who are in Judea must flee to the mountains. Okay, this is not referring to end of the world. This is referring to the Romans coming down because they have to flee to Judea. when On Judgment Day, there's no place to run. Absolutely not. So what happened in 66 AD? Well, the procurator, Florus, instigated the riots. The first procurator was Felix. He accepted bribes from innocent people. Then there was Festus. He accepted bribes from guilty people. Then there was Florus. He was the criminal type. He was doing all the crimes. That's what instigated the riot. So much so that they quit paying taxes. So he went into Jerusalem and he went into the temple and took what he felt that they owed the Roman government for taxes. And in so doing, he killed approximately 6,000 Jews. This created a bigger riot to the point where the next day they took Fort Antonio, which belongs, which is right beside the temple, belongs to the Romans. It fell. Then all the Romans got out of Jerusalem, inclu- including King Agrippa and Bernice, because the, the, the Jews were going crazy. And so the Romans are kicked out of Jerusalem. Cestius Gallus, the legate of Syria, he hears about this trouble. He comes down with the 12th legion. And he takes Jerusalem without a problem. They go down through Galilee, getting the riots put under control, and goes right into Jerusalem. And he camps just outside the temple for eight days. He can't get into the temple, but he's outside the temple for eight days. And then he leaves for no reason. And as him and the 12th legion leave, the Jews think this is a sign. They start attacking them, killing about 6,000 Romans, getting their Achilla, which is their eagle on a staff, which is like losing the flag. It's an embarrassing defeat, and he goes back up to Syria. This, 66 AD, this incident is the sign. When you see the Romans coming down, the abomination of desolation, get out of Jerusalem, get out of Judea. This is the beginning of the Jewish war with the Romans, which started in 66 and ended in 73. For those days will be tribulation such as has not occurred since the beginning of the creation, which God created until now nor ever nor and never will. Those days is the word that phrase right there is referring to the Jewish War, sixty six to seventy three. The word tribulation does not. Tribulation just means distress. Okay? When Cestius Gallus left Jerusalem, it fulfilled verse twenty of Mark chapter 13, unless the Lord had shortened the days, no life would have been saved. But for the sake of the elect whom he chose, he shortened the days. He, for some reason, he got gallus out of there, which gave the the Christians that much more time to get out of Jerusalem and to get out of Judea. That's what you need to see. That's when the Christians fled. That was a tribulation, a time of distress for the Christians. But look what Jesus is saying, take heed, behold, I have told you everything in advance. Now this is in 33, 66 is when this takes place, 33, 33 years later, if they fell asleep, if they had apathy and didn't continue to study their scriptures, they would have stayed in Jerusalem and not fled to the mountains, and they would have perished in that destruction of Jerusalem. That's the thing that you need to see. You got to take heed, continue to stay focused. Which takes us into point number three, which is the mourning period. You see, but in those days, after that tribulation, what tribulation? The destruction of Jerusalem? No, 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 no. After that tribulation, that distress of 66 AD, when the Christians had to flee, that was stressful for the Christians, especially with the ones that had children. After that, what happened? Well, in 67 to 68, Nero sends Vespasian in. He invades Galilee with four legions. The Romans are really upset. They're not going to mess around. Takes him two years to totally put the riots down in, in Galilee. Then he gets called and he's appointed emperor. His son then takes over Titus and he destroys Jerusalem in the time of 69 to 70. Two years. That's when the temple gets destroyed. Titus goes back up to Rome, leaving one legion who takes Masada, which is simply a mountaintop, and, he go, and they go in and wipe him out. And that's the end, 66 to 73, of the Jewish war. And it is a time of mourning because of all those that died. The sun will become darkened, and the moon will not give its light. The stars will be falling from heaven, and the powers that are in it, and the heavens will be shaken. That's apocalyptic language. That the word of God's not going to get out. Well, why not? Well, the Christians are gone, right? And it's going to be a horrible period in time for the Jews. Then they will see, perceive, the Son of Man coming in the clouds with great power and glory. That's Jesus bringing. They will perceive. When, when they flee in 66, then in 67, when they see those four legions showing up, they know that that is Christ bringing those guys. How do we understand this apocalyptic language? Old Testament. Isaiah 19.1, the oracle concerning Egypt. Behold, the Lord is riding on a swift cloud about to come to Egypt. The As- God brings the Assyrians down to punish the Egyptians. That's the apocalyptic language. That's what we see when he's talking about it here in Mark 13. The son of man coming in the clouds. Jesus is the one who controls the world forces. He had Assyria destroy the ten northern tribes in 721 B.C., and Babylon destroyed Jerusalem finally in 586 B.C. And that's the language that he uses. As a matter of fact, you see this language in Revelation chapter 1, 13. Very same language. But what's it referring to? Well, behold, he's coming with the clouds, and every eye will see him. Revelation is all about the end of the Roman persecution against Christians which ended in 310, 313 to be exact, when the Edict of Milan was established. Constantine came down from the north, a a dream from God, he claims, brought him down to become the new emperor because the emperors at the time were persecuting the Christians. Constantine ended the Roman persecution, thus fulfilling the revelation. That's what he's using there in Revelation 1.13. It doesn't have to refer to the same event. It is apocalyptic language. It means God's going to bring in a force to punish a force. That's how you need to interpret it. Okay, back to this section here. And then he will send forth his angels, verse 27, and they will gather his elect. Well, the word angels, we're not talking about Judgment Day, okay? The word angels is the word messenger. So you've got to look at it in the context. Who are the messengers? Christians. When they see the Romans coming, they're leaving Judea, and they're taking the message, and they're spreading that gospel message to all the world, to the farthest ends of the earth. Now, learn from the parable of the fig tree. When you see these things happening, recognize he is right at the door. Keep your eyes open. And when you see that sign, get out of town, because if you don't, you're going to be killed. That's why there's this section of mourning. It's for the Christians who had apathy, who didn't flee Jerusalem and Judea when everybody else did because they were sound asleep when it came to understanding the scriptures. It was for the Christians to mourn for for their family, whom they couldn't convince to become Christians. And now it was time to get out. It was time because God was putting an end to the Jewish religion, thus establishing Christianity as the only acceptable religion in this day and age. Verse 30, truly I say to you, this generation will not pass away until all these things take place. If they didn't take heed, they perished. Apathy always kills. That's the first section of this. Now, what's the wise response? The wise response, he's saying, is be on the alert. Now we're talking about Judgment Day. That's where we need to get focused. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. But of that day and hour, no one will know, not even the angels in heaven, nor the Son, but the Father alone. So now, what's he really talking about here? He's talking about the end of the world, and there is no signs. There were signs that they could see that something was coming down the road, the end of Judaism. There was a sign that made them flee. But for us, there is no signs. But we're still told to be on the alert. So he gives us this little parable here. Take heed, keep awake. You do not know when the time will come. Don't know. It's like a man on a journey, who upon leaving his house, putting his slaves in charge, assigning to each his task, also commanded the doorkeeper to stay on the alert. Now, we often get focused on the doorkeeper. But notice in that, in that text, he's saying assigning to each one his task. If you're in the body of Christ, You have a task. God is the master. We are the servants. What is your task? Get busy at your task. That's what keeps you on the alert. Since Romans 12, 6 to 8, we have gifts that, that differ according to the grace given. And he names seven gifts prophecy, service, teaching, exhortation, giving, leading, showing mercy. You have one of these seven gifts. And when the church has everybody in the, uh, practicing their gift, the church is very much alive. We're not to be focusing on saying, oh, what's going on in Israel? What's, what, you know, there's an earthquake and all this. Those are physical things. To stay alert, get, a, get into the spiritual assignments that God has given you. When he comes back, if you're doing the encouraging you're supposed to be doing, hey, not a problem. You've only got one gift. Work it. And don't worry about those other gifts. That's the responsibility of other people. Understand what your responsibility is. Therefore, be on the alert. You do not know when the master is coming, whether in the evening, midnight, rooster crows, in the morning, in case he should come suddenly and find you what? Asleep. Not doing the task. That's Mark 13, apathy. Wise response is to be on the alert. The question is, are you alert? To be alert is to be doing your task. Thank you for watching.